Welcome to Binge Lit. I'm Grace. And this is Anya. And we are the Renaissance Women of Streaming. That means that we'll read the book so you don't have to. This week, we are talking about the woman, the myth, the legend, Brittany. It's Brittany, bitch. <laughs> we love her so, so much. much. We grew up with her. Truly. She, you know, her first album was one of the very first CDs I ever owned. Yeah. I remember playing it in my little Walkman all around the neighborhood with my little headset. I think I had like a Barbie boombox. Oh. Yeah, I know. I was pretty cool. Too cool for school. (laughs) So as you can imagine, we were so excited when Britney's new book, The Woman in Me, came out when, what I don't know, last month? Yeah. (laughs) And Instant bestseller. Instant bestseller with us. We read it. We loved it. We went back. We rewatched that like Netflix documentary that was about like- Britney Spears. Yeah. And we remembered our whole lifetime of memories yeah, <laughs> with Brittany. And we're so excited to talk about it. I feel like we've got a lot to say. Yeah. And we might be shocked by our own opinions. Yeah, fair. Well, it was really interesting to kind of like go back and like hear about her early childhood because that is definitely something I I didn't know about her. Yeah, no, me neither. Um, But we'll get to that. First, let's talk about the making of this book. Yes. This is her memoirs. You know, she signed this book deal with Simon & Schuster like five months after she got out of her conservatorship. Wow. So in like, she got out in like September 2021, and then she made this book deal in February 2022. They paid her out $15 million for this book. I know. I mean, honestly, I feel like that's low. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like I read somewhere that this is like the best celebrity selling memoir. Yeah. It's doing really well. Yeah. Um, Because people care about Britney Spears. Like, they're interested. Yeah. Like, even after all this time. Yeah. She's still such an icon. Totally. Um, And so this book is coming out now in 2023, almost exactly two years after the conservatorship ended. But what I thought was really interesting is that she signed that book deal in February of 2022. And then she worked with a ghostwriter to write it and had it done by June. Oh, basically wow. had had the bones of it written by June. So what she did is she like she was on a trip to Maui with her then fiance Sam Asgari, and she like wrote a bunch of stuff down in notebooks, and then had like a bunch of like phone interviews with a ghost writer named a- Ada Calhoun. Wow, and um, who's like a nonfiction writer. And so they got together. They basically like wrote this whole book between then and like June 2022 when she married yeah. Sam Asgari. And then, so then they had a draft, but then when she read the draft, Brittany thought that it didn't sound enough like her and it didn't have enough of her voice in it. Oh. And so she hired a second ghostwriter to come in named Sam Lansky. And um, the, n- neither of these people have gone on the record to confirm it's them, but the New York Times published that it was both of them. Okay. So I believe them. You trust the sources. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, but Sam Lansky is a editor for Time Magazine. And he is re- what I thought was really interesting is he came on basically to help Britney like keep her voice and keep right. her. But her like, perspective. why him? Do they have well, a previous relationship? He's never, to our knowledge, never been a ghostwriter before, and they did not have a previous relationship except for he is a Time Magazine editor who is really well known for interviewing celebrities and getting oh. really candid and humorous celebrity interviews. So like, he's interviewed like Adele. And like Demi Lovato and a bunch of other celebrities and gets like really candid things out of them. What's also so interesting about him is that he has his own memoirs that he's written about his growing up. He's from like a privileged background in New York City, but he has gone through prescription drug addiction, a near fatal overdose, went to rehab in Utah, was committed to his own psych ward stays. Wow. And so he's now known for like that, like this like hand this like honest and humorous take and so you know what i feel like that's a very interesting perspective to come into this britney book 
And yeah. we will talk about that too. Um, but finally, then she brought in a third. Uh, once that was done, then she brought in a third ghostwriter named Luke Dempsey, who actually worked with Lisa Marie and Priscilla Presley on their autobiographies wow. about Elvis. Well, you know, this makes so much sense. Like 2020, like after reading the book and like learning more about Britney, because she has like such like a deep like distrust of like the media and like her, the way she was like represented. And like, you just like look back to like her interviews and like with people that, I don't know, I, you you would think would like give her the benefit of the doubt, like Oprah and like Diane Sawyer and like mm-hmm. the comments they kind of like made about Britney at the time. Like, public opinion was, like, very anti-Britney. It was. Like, so I feel like her inviting this guy in, Mm -hmm. like, she's really trying to, like, give her voice and, like, her side of the story. Yeah. And you know what? It was so worth it because we both, like, as we were reading it, like, I was even questioning whether it was a ghostwriter. Yeah. I was like, this sounds so authentic to her. Mm -hmm. Wow. It does. Good for her. Yeah, it is. You know what? I think that you touched on something really important, which is like, Brittany is like gone for basically all of her life now, like being in the situations where like she's basically criticized for everything she does. And that's like yeah. the, the some of my earliest memories of Brittany was her like being criticized for like her vocal fry when she sings or for like the auto tune or be t- for being too sexy. Yeah. And she's always like been criticized for things. And she's just like in... All of these different situations where it's like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, you yep. can't win. And especially, like, I, I think the reason why I'm such a Britney fan is because she hit me at such, like, a young age where I, I don't know, my mom was, like, it was, like, that period where I was growing up. And my mom was, like, really trying to, like, mm-hmm. protect me and, like, keep me hidden from, like, certain aspects of media. And so, I mean, Britney Spears is like iconic for her dancing and it's sexy it's hot like she's killing it right but like moms at the time oh yeah I mean that was a lot for them yeah and so my mom kind of she was very pro Britney at the beginning and then as like Britney aged Mm -hmm. my mom was not her opinion kind of like followed public opinion and so I think at that point I like really doubled down on Britney yeah and I think I'm right. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. Well, the thing is, she brings up a lot of things that are very interesting, but she's always been like a sex positive person. And, yeah. Like, and you can well, always, except the tell. time where she was wearing a purity ring. Right? I know, but, but that wasn't her choice, and I feel no. like everyone could tell. Yeah, <laughs> everyone well, knew. That was such a trend. <laughs> yeah. Like to the point, like I don't know, did people in high school at your high school have purity rings? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. same. And everyone was just laughing. It was just such a huge joke. Yeah, it is. But the thing is, like, the thing that has always made Britney so compelling is how, like, honest she is and how open and frank she is about things. She always has been. And but that's also like the thing that gets her, like, involuntarily committed to institutions later in life. So she can be so unguarded and like frank and open, which she is in this book, too. But it also is it's like her greatest one of her greatest strengths and one of and arguably her biggest downfall. Yeah. No, and so 100%. She has all these fans who love her, who have saved her, but also at the same time have, like, really become a problem for her sometimes. Well, I think also, like, Brittany had to change because she, and she even says in her book that she's a very, like, empathetic person. Yeah. And so I really do believe that her entire life, like, I mean, let's be honest, like, she was, like, what, on, like, the national stage, like, starting at the age of, what, like, 13? Yeah. 12? Like, that's hard. Yeah. and. So I think she's just so used to, like, trusting the people around her. And it took her a lot longer than, like, a normal adult, maybe her age, would Mm -hmm. have those experiences. Mm -hmm. And I think because she's so, like, empathetic and caring, Mm -hmm. I think she just had to get really mad. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what happened. Yeah. And I – because she really fought for herself. And she's smart. And she's, like – coy and she's always like played with the media to kind of like communicate with fans yeah like I saw a photo of her and she was wearing a shirt that said page 666 yeah hilarious she wore it to like an MTV party yeah brilliant yeah and then you know like what you hear during like the whole free Britney movement where they're like wear yellow or like blink twice if you're not okay 
Right. And she would, like, do it in the videos. But, like, she would definitely be, like, putting on a persona. Right. I don't know. No, I think she definitely has a very playful side. She and knows she's, what she's doing. Well, I know. And that's the other thing is like she's been using her sexuality for to, for her own gain because that's like one of her tools in her toolkit to get herself ahead. And she's been doing it. And you just I mean, you have to respect it. Not everyone has a sexuality that they can flaunt like that. And so, yeah, if you got it, flaunt it like more power to you. So speaking of smart, I actually think that this book in a lot of ways is very strategically smart. So when we first listened to it, I mean, you and I coming from a lifetime of background with Brittany, having been following her through all the beats of her story, all through her life. I mean, when we were in our adolescence, we already know all of these things. So when I went into the book, I was like, oh, my God, she's leaving so many things out. Like, I already know all of this stuff. I already know that she shaved her head. I already know that she like had the VMAs performance. I already know that she like left the stage in Las Vegas and wouldn't do it. I already know that she had a conservatorship. I already know these things. Yeah. But um, so I was like, I wanted something more, more deep from her. I actually think that we did get more deep things from her. We There are some things that are glaringly missing that we will get to. But I think I was like, oh, my God, the, the audiobook itself. We listened to it on audio narrated by Michelle Williams. So good. And um, the audiobook is only six hours long, which is really, really short for an audiobook. And at the time I was like, oh my God, is this like some kind of cop out? Like, is she just like half-assing this or like doing something really like whatever? Like she just did this just to do it. I actually don't think that at all. That was just my first take. I actually think that keeping it short and sweet and to the point is actually really smart because I think it'll mean that more people will read it and more people will hear her side of the story. Yeah. And in researching this, I've done like, I've like been listening and watching like TMZ coverage of Britney, and I've been like, holy fuck. Like, the way the TMZ talks about her is so inflammatory. And they have just, they're using like basically like nothing burgers of evidence against her. And it's so fucking stupid. And so I was like, I think that she's just like, I'm gonna say my part, my piece. I'm gonna give you some insight enough to verify that this is like really me, really saying this and really give you some color. But I don't really owe you more than that. And so I take it. She doesn't owe us that. I take it back. She doesn't owe us her diagnosis. She doesn't owe us some of these like mysterious things that she left out. I like I think that by making it short, it's more accessible to the average the average person. And it's more likely to be more widely read. Yeah. And so I think that is smart. Okay. I mean, that's exactly what I was going to say. I guess that wasn't that good at it. No, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> okay. No, honestly, I completely agree with you. Like, you took the words right out of my mouth. The only thing <laughs> that I really, like, I really caught myself. Because, yeah, the first time reading through this book, I was like, damn, Brittany, I want more. Like, mm-hmm. I know this. Like, I want you to kind of, like, come at these people. Yeah. And, like, tell me more. And so I did do the deep dive into all the gossip blogs. I did, like, read the timelines in Rolling Stones. And, like, the thing is, is, like, the sources that they have that are, like, Britney's, like, doing all these things or, like, she's crazy, blah, blah, blah. If you look at the sources, they're, like, her fucking ex-boyfriends and her parents. Yeah. And her family. It's not trustworthy. And so I just feel like this is a whole... Now I, I feel like a conspiracy theorist. I know. I just feel like it's all propaganda, but then I'm also part of the problem because I, I am actively looking up this and reading it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, fuck, Brittany. It's like a whole mind, mind game. It's a whole fucking psychodrama. And like that is really what like turned me around to the book because I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like I consider you like one of my favorite artists and I feel like you've made such a big impact on my life, but I feel like... Mm-hmm. I am I am part of the problem, and I'm so sorry. I mean, it's okay. That's what this is for. I mean, I think I that know. she recognizes it. She's a genius. And this is exactly what she said about she, her book. She said, it's fi- time for my fans to hear it directly from me. No more conspiracy, no more lies, just me owning my past, present, and future. I love her. And she fucking did it. She did it. She's a legend. Yep. And you gotta, you gotta respect it. Yeah. She's not even doing any press to promote this book. She did like She one- doesn't have to. 
<laughs> she did one interview with people and that's it and i read that interview with people and i was like was this just canned like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like her she like pre-wrote this she didn't even show up on the day which that's she doesn't so have funny. to i didn't no. mean that as a slight against her no she has um, bigger fish to fry she really does but honestly you know what it's good she didn't come after these people because it is so soon yeah it is very soon yeah I think that might be my only real criticism. Well, she did is like come maybe after some people. Maybe it's too soon. She did, but I feel like it was like light. Yeah, it, it was, was like light. it was like skim milk. You well, know, yeah. well, it was. It was honestly, it was remarkably forgiving. And also, no, Christina. I don't. You know what? I think that the Christina. You beef think that's all fake? Was, yeah, I think it was fabricated. But then I want to know that. Well, I think that that's what she was trying to say it without saying it. Because you know you what? Remember, I, she mentions Christina. Yeah. But she never mentions the beef. That's true. I don't I know. Feel like, I feel like almost all of these, like, celebrity, like, cat, girl on girl cat fights, they're fake. Yeah. You know what? You're right. <laughs> like, I, you know what? Britney's got better, time, better things to do with her time. She's out here. She's writing multi-million dollar albums. She's out oh here being gosh. the number one selling female artist in the 2000s. Yeah, well, if you do go through her timeline, it's insane. She was basically, like, putting out an album and going on a world tour, like, every year. Mm-hmm. Like, how? You know what I'm saying <laughs> is that, you know what I have to say, is that One Direction couldn't even handle it for, like, more than four <laughs> years. Britney's out here doing it for, like, 15 years straight, okay? Yeah! <laughs> like, I just, it's amazing. Like, I was, like, looking at Answer to that, Harry Styles. <laughs> no, you're right. So should we start with like her life life yeah. story? Let's do it. All right. I actually okay. <laughs> Didn't know she was from Louisiana. <laughs> oh, you, I knew that. <laughs> I thought I knew she was from the South. I thought it was like Georgia or Florida. <gasps> we should have made white Russians. Remember, she used to drink white Russians when she was thirteen. Missed opportunity. <laughs> you know what? That's such a classy drink. Is for a thirteen? It? Isn't it? I don't know. I haven't had a lot of white Russians. Well, you know, her dad was an alcoholic. Her dad was an alcoholic. And it was exasperated because he was a terrible businessman. Yep. Unfortunately. He's the he's a big jerk. His his dad before him was a big jerk. Yeah. And so They don't really love their wives. You know what? She's got a big jerky dad. She's got, you know what? Honestly, I'm sorry, Lynn. Spineless, spineless snake mom. Okay, did you know? I didn't actually know. Well, yeah, no, I didn't know this. Lynn she put out a book, like, when Britney, like, in 2007, 2008. What? Yeah, it was, like, Lynn Spears. Like, so the title of Lynn's book was Through the Storm. And it was about parenting. Parenting okay. Britney. Oh, and you okay. know what? The most infuriating part that I learned is, like, in her book, she talked about how the family had a plan in place. Oh. How her dad, Jamie had, like, lawyers and a plan in place for, like, if and when her daughter had a breakdown. <gasps> so this, like, conservatorship, this was planned. Like, this wasn't just, like, surprise. Like Whoa. this, Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Wow. That is crazy. Whoa. Yeah. If and when Britney has a breakdown. Well, that, I might be, like, paraphrasing That's there, okay. But. <laughs> well, I mean, she does, so, I mean, I don't know if we want to talk about it. She does have, like, a family history of, like, People having mental illness or yeah. accused of having mental illness. Yeah. I mean, we know her her dad for sure. Mm-hmm. But wasn't it his mother who was, um, and his, his father put two of his wives into mental institutions? Yeah, but I feel like that speaks more to the father yeah. than the wives, honestly. Just the oh, way, just the way Brittany was like talking about it in the book, it was yeah. like, he was... <laughs> He was kind of, like, over them and was like, you know, I'm just going to ship you yeah. off. Yeah. Also, I mean, but I think that it, it does speak more to the father than than the wives. But I do think it's important, the the family history of men having their female. Taken care of. Their I was trying to think of their female relative institutionalized is a problem. The other thing, you know, I also, one of my favorite parts of the book is how she's talking about her maternal grandmother who was British. And love how, it. Love it. But okay, that's, how, did you? that's why she likes speaking in a British accent sometimes, which is actually so sweet. It's so sweet. But did you pick up on that on the Britney vs. Spears documentary? No. What? There, there was a clip of her like telling, I think it was her, her boyfriend at the time, Adnan, 
she was oh. like telling him to like get out of the car, oh. but the whole thing was in a British accent. Oh. It was. I was like, oh, I love this. You so know what? Much. I feel like people have made a lot of fun of her for her like sometimes British accent. But it's like her just like it's doing a cute thing, remembering her grandma. And I, I mean, did, we do it. Let's I, be honest. I know. Listen, who has the Anglophile over me, there? Look me in the eye and to, tell me that you haven't done that. Okay. Oh my God. All of our Scotland trip was <laughs> I, just us whole, yelling. Listen, murder. And listen, at one a.m. in a bar after drinking a lot of scotch, you think that you're really good at an English accent. Okay, yeah, is what I'm saying. Scottish accent. <laughs> I was, we were doing English and Scottish, okay. and we were alternating. Right. You know, we were killing it. <laughs> we were killing doing it. And she was doing incredible. I did watch this really cute clip of her, like, in a limo with Sam Ascari, her then-fiancé. And they're having, like, champagne out of these, like, fancy champagne flutes in there. And she's doing it all in a British accent. And people were making fun of her. But it's like, actually, this is so sweet. Like, she's, like, she thinks it's so fancy. And she's just, like, enjoying her fancy time. She idolized Listen, her mother. It's beautiful. What I'm saying is look me in the eye and tell me that if you weren't in a private limo with a glass of champagne with a really hot guy, you wouldn't do a British accent. Just tell me that, okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't believe you. It's live. <laughs> Even for a second. So, you know what? She gets a lot of criticism for a lot of stuff. But her first and biggest critic was her dad, right? Yeah. yeah. Not a nice dude from the get-go. No. Rude from, more than rude from the jump. So, talking about critics. Okay. Do you know what Whoopi Goldberg said about Britney Spears after her VMA performance? Oh, no. That she, Which one? Um, it was her last one, to be fair, the one, I can't remember the year, 2000, I think it was like 2008. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, or 2007. Um, but yeah, to be fair, like, that show had some issues like it wasn't her best show and she'll be like mm-hmm. the first to admit that mm-hmm. and she talks about it in her book but Whoopi Goldberg said that she looked like a bad stripper whoa yeah you know what people have and said also, stuff that's like really out of pocket oh 100 yeah. percent. let's just like talk about the Perez Hilton of it all yeah let's talk so about it so out of line the fact that he printed shirts yeah that said why did Heath Ledger die and like Britney lived. Oh my God! What? Yes. Whoa. Actively sold shirts. Whoa. Also spread rumors that she had a sex tape. Whoa. Which my mother believed. Well, I remember I mean, there were sex tapes going around at the time. There were. That was yeah, and she was friends with Paris. Uh huh. And you know, famous sex tape. Famous. Um. Well, you know what? I also thought, who was it that that was it? Um. Diane Sawyer. Who <gasps> yes. Said that let's thing, talk about that. Who was like the two cutest regrets you'll ever have. About her two oh, kids. That is it? not what I was going to say about Diane Sawyer. Well, I don't remember who actually said that. That was an unsubstantiated that, claim. <laughs> that is horrible. But do you remember that? Someone said that. They were like, right to her face, like in an interview, they were like, they were talking about her two kids yeah, with Kevin Federline, and they were like, the two cutest two cutest regrets you'll ever have. Yeah, I feel like I remember hearing that. I don't remember who said that. It's an extremely out-of-pocket thing to say. That is yeah. so rude. No, the Diane Sawyer of it all. Mm-hmm. This was right after her breakup with Justin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And right after Crimea River came out. Yeah. And honestly, we're just assuming you know what we're talking about. If you don't, you need to educate yourself and watch Crimea River. Get your River. shit together. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, so yeah, Diane Sawyer, like in this interview, like turns to her. She's 22 at the time. Yeah. And says... Like, what did you do to him? Like, you really, like, fucked him over. Like, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. You really fucked him over. You really broke his heart. Like, what did you do? Yeah. And obviously, she's going to burst into tears. Yeah. But, like, it wasn't her fault. No, listen. None of this was her fault. Listen, Justin Timberlake, on his album, Justified, which we pointed out in the book several times, which is Justified. Because... Because it's a dumb name, all right? So dumb. The thing is, though, and this is why I really, really hate to say it. I absolutely hate that I'm about to say this. I did re-listen to Crimea River just for this podcast, and I remembered that Crimea River is a bop. It's a good song. It's a fun song. Yeah, it is good. I refuse to listen to I it just for that it, reason. But no, it is, it is so good. Bad. And the amount of times I, like, watch that music video. Uh-huh. Deeply emotionally impactful. I remember being at parties with my friends. And sitting there and really, really, <laughs> but like really, really going through like what happened with Justin and Brittany. Yeah. What went down there? And yeah. you know, she, you come out of it and she basically makes a case where like Justin was a huge jerk and he didn't even realize he was being a jerk, but he was being a huge jerk. And her story absolutely makes sense. And I completely believe her. And now she's, she's the 
her her story is the final say. Well, just the fact, and she's very open. Like after the breakup, she was devastated. Yeah, like they were living together. Like this wasn't just like a casual partner. Yeah, I didn't realize how serious they were. They were very serious, and they like got together at a pretty young age. Like mm-hmm. they were probably each other's like almost first loves. I'm assuming. I think yeah. So I feel like this makes a lot of sense, but like. She was devastated. Like, she was, like, at home. Like, she wasn't leaving the house. Yeah. And so that, and, like, whereas Justin, he wasn't experiencing it the same way. Mm-hmm. And so it was, like, very hurtful. Right. It and, was extremely hurtful. And so for, like, the, and for the general public to, like, turn on her like that. Well. I'm listen, sorry. I feel like Brittany is really a case study in, like, how the public is willing to turn on a woman. Yeah. And will really give men, like, 500 extra chances. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, because... She really sets a record straight and is like, Justin is the one who cheated on her. Yeah. And he's the one who, like, in the weeks after they broke up, he hooked with like hooked up with, like, six or seven different women. Yeah. And she's, meanwhile, just self-described, like, comatose yeah. in her bed in Louisiana. And she hasn't gone home, and she's not even, like, really close with her family anymore. Yeah. and But she has nowhere else to go because he, like, kind of took away all the people in her life. Yeah. And there's there's just really no comeback for this for JT. No. He wronged her. He did wrong her. He was a jerk. It's not exactly surprising. It's not like he ever seemed like not a jerk. I know, but now it's like confirmed. Confirmed jerk. <laughs> and our secondary confirmed jerk, who we all freaking knew was a jerk the whole fucking time, is Kevin Federline. Oh, yeah. The biggest jerk who ever lived. Yeah. Jerk from the start. You know what? I'm very conflicted about this. I just feel like, you know what? At least Justin Timberlake, as much as this pain me, pains me to say it, did make some really good music. Kevin Federline, we went all through this okay, for yes. nothing. He's Fine. not even good. He didn't even contribute to society. Fine. But I feel like he was just trying to shoot his shot. Yeah. Like, he saw his moment. He tried to shoot his shot. Yeah. And you know what? He got to where he was because he had a <laughs> he had her money backing him. Yeah. I, okay, when I was younger, I was very anti-K-Fed. And I feel like mm-hmm. up until this point, uh-huh. very anti-K-Fed. Right. Learning more about Britney, mm-hmm. my opinions changed. What do you mean? I'm not anti-K-Fed. I, or I'm not pro-K-Fed, I guess. I just, I feel like I understand. You're K-Fed neutral. I'm, I don't like him, but I like Britney enough to be neutral about it. Because, like, I feel like I understand where she was coming from. Because, like, a lot of her friends from back home, like, she's from Louisiana. It's a small town. And a lot of people were like, you know what? This makes a lot of sense. Like, if you knew Britney back in the day, like, who she originally was Mm -hmm. with, like, out Hollywood, like, without this media, this is the type of guy she would be dating. Yeah. Like, this makes sense for her. Yeah. And so, like, hearing that and understanding that, everything just clicked. Mm. Because I was like, you know what? Yeah, and this makes sense in her timeline. Like, she was just majorly screwed over by Justin and the media. Like, mm-hmm. she wants home. Yeah. And you know what? She found it. And she felt, like, I don't understand it, but she fell head over heels for this she guy. She did really love him. Yeah. She loved him. And, like, they even had that reality TV show mm-hmm. where they basically filmed, like, their entire courtship. Right. And, yeah, they just love each other. Well, she definitely loved him. And yeah. you know what? He probably did love her. I feel like there must have been... I mean, it was such a short relationship. Like, let's yeah. be honest. Like, they were, like, engaged and married within a year. Yeah. I think, like, met, engaged, married within a year. Right. And then, like, she had, like, had two those babies kids back fast. to back. Right. Yeah, the babies were both born in September. Right. Like, back to back. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're one year apart. Yeah. yeah. That's so fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like Irish twins, right? Yeah. It, it, that, I think that's even closer than Irish twins. Yeah. <laughs> That PC. Are we allowed to say that? You know what? I'm, I'm part Irish. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the thing is, I you know what? I agree. And like the thing is, she tells the story of how she met Kevin Federline, which is like she's reeling from the breakup from Justin Timberlake. She's reeling from her family being really, really um, difficult. And she can't really like she can never go home again. It's like that Taylor Swift song, you know? Yeah. She can go anywhere she wants, but she can't go home. Yeah. And so she's having a really difficult time with that because her family is just not it for her. Like, yeah. her family of origin. And so she meets Kevin Federline, like, at, at a party or a I think thing it was a or a hotel. Oh, my God. Do you but, know what his nickname was? What? Meat Pole. Well, I was I was going to get to that. So oh, let, you know that? I didn't know that, oh. but I was going to say something about something. So okay, first let's, do of all, let's do it. First of all, the day they met, she's, like, really upset, and he just, like, 
holds her. Like they are just like they I, weren't they in a pool. I don't know. I feel like they were in a pool and he just like held her for as long as she wanted to be held. And she's like, no one else in my life will just like hold me for hours if that's what wow. I need. And so he just like showed her this kindness. Yeah. By just holding her, not trying to do anything weird, just holding her for hours. And that really, really affected her. But I also think, and this is very important, and I even knew this at the time, that their sex life was insane. I think that they had a really good sex. And I think that was a really big part of their relationship because she went on the record. She was like telling newspapers at the time, like we're having sex five times a day. I remember that because I was like, whoa, do all couples have sex five times a day? It affected my whole opinion about relationships for years. Yeah. No, I (laughs) truly believe they were in love. And the thing is, is like Brittany, she does say that like all the Kevin hate is hateful. Or sorry, hurtful. And it's hateful. It is hurtful and hateful. I was watching. Oh, my God. It was like an old clip. And. It was, uh, what's her name from, like, Fields of Dreams? Rosie? I don't know what you're talking about. It doesn't matter. Um, anyway, so the, it was, like, a talk show. And, like, one of the hosts. Oh, Rosie O'Donnell? Rosie O'Donnell. Okay. Okay. From Fields of Dreams. Isn't she in Fields of Dreams? I don't know. Is she? <laughs> the one where, like, girls don't cry in baseball? Oh, no. That's. That's Leave Leave <laughs> We have an entire League of Their Own episode if you would like to listen to that. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Rosie O'Donnell was on TV and basically, like, I'm pretty sure, like, jumped up and down screaming that, like, Britney broke up with K-Fed. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Britney was like, that was so hurtful because, mm-hmm. like, he's the father of my kids. And you know what? At the end of the day, like, he did protect those boys. Like, her dad, he took out a restraining order against him. Yeah. Because. Against Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's true. That's true. And I think he is, I don't know. I'm just I trying mean, to give him the benefit he of the is, doubt. He is a serial impregnator, as my mom would yeah, say. Yeah, I agree he with you. He does have a bunch of children that he's ditched all over the world. But he doesn't seem to have been that bad a father to Jaden and Preston. And I felt a very similar way until earlier today. Do you want to tell me what I learned earlier today? Wait, not what I learned earlier today. Anyway, here's what I learned. Here's what I learned. So Kevin Federline, the you know what? in 2022, some shit was going down. And this is way skipping ahead of this story. But Jaden went on to ITV and did an interview about his mom, her younger her younger yeah, son. I do remember that. Which is rude and really upset her and yes. she got really upset and she's like and i'm a good still mom at odds. they are still at odds and they it's possible they haven't seen each other for like a year which knowing britney now as i know her would very much upset her and i don't actually know if that's true that's tmz reporting so God. who knows yeah i don't um but i do know this kevin Fredline, he was really upset by all the stuff that was going down and everyone's saying that britney was a good mom and he's like no she's not and so he released videos that the boys had taken during like fights with their mom and they ha- somehow K-Fed got them and he posted them online. What a dick. And don't go look them up if you haven't seen them. Don't. Well, I mean, you know what? what I- Actually, maybe you can't because the thing is, I watched those videos. Oh, I really? did watch them because I was TMZ reporting and I watched okay. the TMZ yeah, reporting. Yeah, yeah, go for it. And basically what she's doing is she's yelling. There's like two or three different videos where she's yelling at her sons. And they're at the time, they're between like 14 and 17 years old. And she's saying, they're, she's telling them that they're being really rude to her. And she's and they're like, you don't even care. And she says, yes, I do care. I care a lot. Oh. I care so much. And she's so frustrated with their behavior. And they're like, no, you don't. She's like, yes, I do. Oh. And she's just like yelling about how like, yeah. she's yelling at them. I've seen these and videos. And she is being harsh with them. And she's like, you're like, you're being so rude right now. Like, what the fuck is going on with you? And she does like really like cuss them out. But at the same time, it's like her point is that she cares a lot. And they're being really rude to her. And it's like, you know what? I have an easy time believing that no, these 14 and like, 17 year old boys are being rude. Yeah. That, I feel like that's a very <laughs> normal parent reaction. Yeah. I just feel like this really goes to show like, listen. Yeah. We just are like so eager to hate. Right. And it, like none of these videos indicate even, no. even a little bit that there's anything physical or anything abusive. It's just like, she's so frustrated with them. That's so funny. And, I didn't watch yeah. those videos with like that context. I didn't know that he released them to like hurt Britney. But he did. He then later deleted them, and then he said that he regretted posting them. I think it was like a heat of the moment. But the damage is done. Yeah, you know. And so, I, but I just thought that like the thing is that like there are so many people in her life that have been so eager to like rat on her. I mean, that's just such like a classic 
like teenage parent dynamic though. Yeah. I mean like I'm not like I just like I know anyway. teenage boys and I would yell okay. at them like that. But do you know what? Okay. So let's go back to the divorce for a second. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like Brittany, this is the same story just repeating itself where we have like her being blamed for the end of the relationship. Because let's be honest, like she didn't want to end that relationship. Like she no. was forced into it by her management. Yeah. Okay. And him. Yeah. Because yeah. he he was going to leave. And then they were like, this is going to look really bad on you if, like, he ends it instead of you. Well, it's more, just, than, more than wanted to leave, he did leave. Like, he effectively yeah. just, like, disappeared from oh, her life. Oh, yeah. And he, like, took a bunch of her body, bodyguards with him that yeah. would, like, stop her from, like, coming into the house. It was crazy. He's Yeah. It was an issue. But, okay. So, when she served him with, like, divorce papers, like, when they were like, okay, we're getting divorced. Yeah. He went into, like, a club bathroom. Okay. And wrote on the wall, Uh-oh. Today, I'm a free man. Fuck a wife. Give me my kids, bitch. What? <laughs> he sounds... What the fuck? Unhinged. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. This is why... Yeah. I'm really trying, Brittany. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know... I don't think this... You know, her family didn't think it was a good call, and this is... and. I know, but like, unfortunately, I have to agree with and that's. I don't want to agree with them, but I think I have to. He was not a good call, but the thing is with Brittany, like, the bar is low. Like, after she breaks up with K Fed, really, like, all it takes for people for her to like a guy is like one act of kindness. Like, they just need to do like one nice thing one time. So, like, there's that that guy Adnan who's a uh, paparazzo. And he basically, like, helps her pump her gas once. And then after that, she's like, oh, my God, I need you around because I feel, like, so protected by you. Okay. I learned something new about their relationship that, like, really shocked me. Okay. So he was still selling photos of her (gasps) the entire time they were together. Oh. And it wasn't very long. It was just, like, a couple of months. But mm-hmm. they went on, like, a vacation together, mm-hmm. and he took a bunch of photos, like, on their private vacation and sold them to his magazine. And, like, yeah, and so she took out a restraining order. Did – oh, she did? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Apparently. But then this is where I'm, like, she didn't talk about it in the book, so, like – Well, okay, because she also – there's other boyfriends that she doesn't bring up in the book. There's that guy, Sam Lutfi. That doesn't... wasn't her boyfriend. He was her manager at the same time. Okay, fine. Yeah, you're right, you're right. But he doesn't come up in the book at all. Yeah. And he was, like, the ammunition that her family, her parents used as evidence for her needing to be in a conservatorship. He's a very questionable character for me. Well, he is, yeah. Yeah, her parents said that basically they went to court. So I don't know how much we really want to get into, like, the whole breakdown. Um, I guess I do want to say one thing, which is, like, I feel like the response was very overreacted. Like, why are we having, like, new... Like, why is this on Fox News? Like, why are there news helicopters? Like, the amount of, like, police cars? Mm-hmm. Well, listen, the only was, thing I have to say to, like, to that is that, like, I feel like society... Uh, we, as a group, cycle through, like, train wreck women that we love who are so beautiful and talented and incredible that we love to ruin. And so it's like, we did it with Marilyn, we did it with Diana, and then we did it with Brittany. Yeah. And that's the only thing I can really think. No, 100%. But I think, anyway, I think that's all I yeah. really have to say on that. Yeah. Um, but going back to Sam Lufty. Yeah. He's a questionable character for me. And I think it is because I just, like, don't know what to think. Because she doesn't talk about him really in the book. And and what I know about him from, like, the media that is being supplied by her parents is that they took him to court. They came in with a bunch of lawyers, like, while she was in hospital to kind of, like, kick him out of, like, mm-hmm. the Britney empire. And they accused him of, like, drugging her. Right. But then he participated in the Britney versus Spears documentary. Right. And said that she was being drug tested regularly and she was clean. Right. So, honestly, I just don't know. But he said that. We don't know that that's true. But he also, like... I'm pretty sure he turned around and tried to sue Lynn Spears for defamation. Yeah, he did. But I don't know the result of that. I think they settled out of court. Oh, okay. I'm not 100% sure. Though. Well, if they settle, if he sued her and then they settled out of court, I take that as, as an admission of guilt. So, but I don't know. I don't know what to think about him. Yeah, I don't know. But I don't think that we really are going to say that Brittany is always the best judge of character. 
because it really, all it takes is like one nice thing. So like Ednan the paparazzo, Sam Lefty, who is questionable, but she did allow really far in her life. I mean, there's Jason Trawick, who didn't, I don't think is actually a jerk, but like only said one nice thing to her one time when she's in a crisis. And then suddenly, like then later she's in love with him. And is that the guy who she that's the guy who she was in like the coat he entered in with her father as the co-conspirator? I think so. Yeah. 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 Because he was he was very stable. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. And they're still on good terms and they're still friends. Yeah, I think I think he did have her best interest. I don't know. But I think he might have. Yeah. Well, he was w- the first boyfriend to become a co-conservator. Okay. I believe. Yeah. And then the second one is Sam Oscari. Yeah. Okay. Um, and both of them are like, very, do appear to be like very stable people. I guess I just like don't really know how I feel about like your partner being like a conservator. Well, the thing is at this point, very arguably by Brittany and by me, she doesn't need a conservator at this point. I know. There maybe was a time when she initially entered her conservatorship that maybe she needed some help. But yeah. But this is my point. Like, that's like what makes me like question those two boyfriends. Is but, like yeah, yeah. I guess my, my I guess my only rebuttal to that would be they their first step to ending the conservatorship is to become a co-conservator. It. Okay. Okay. Cause then they could like help her get the lawyers she needs. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because they could yeah, they could at least advocate for her. Yeah. In a legal system. Okay. I like that train of thought better than mine. <laughs> I was just like, here we go again. I mean, the thing <laughs> the thing is, though, that there is like this whole apparatus of people who once her dad becomes conservator, which is in 2008, I, 2008, <laughs> that are just like really, really supporting her dad in maintaining that like reign of terror over her. Well, yeah, because they're it's like she's a money machine. Yeah. Like she's their cash cow. Yeah. I mean, I'm not excusing it. I just, like, understand it. Like, the whole basis of the conservatorship, like, is a joke. Like, normally for mental health, I was listening to an interview with, like, a a lawyer who, like, specializes in conservatorships. And he was saying that, like, normally under, like, mental health conditions and, like, someone in, like, Britney's state, it would just be temporary. Right. And so it would be something, Mm -hmm. like, just a couple months long. Right. And so initially, like, that's what she was under. But then her dad, like, made it permanent. Right. And, like, claimed that she had dementia well right well don't they also like a conservatorship is meant for someone who like cannot meet their like basic needs of like food water shelter Mm -hmm. so like a conservative like a a conservatee is a person who just like really cannot function Mm -hmm. but Brittany, she says in her book like very clearly she's like i was here making blackout which is one of my best albums Mm -hmm. artistically and in terms of sales and you're saying that i can't be a functional human but at the same time i am like an out professional musician no it's making doing work every day and And she's doing like tv appearances she's going on tours like she is absolutely killing it it makes you worried about like all of the doctors and lawyers the state of california yeah (laughs) (laughs) it makes you worried about the judges no it's it It makes you worried about the doctors who just like heard that she was having struggles and were just like yeah sure but this is where i need to catch myself because then it's like I just feel so torn because like you're reading these other articles and like you're hearing from like, okay, so like Jason Alexander, Mm. for example, who is the guy that she married in Vegas, which like also she talks about the book and provides way more context. And I'm like, oh, this makes so much sense. So she like goes home for Christmas, has a huge like blowout with her mom or like something. And so and at this time, like Brittany is like struggling for independence. Mm -hmm. And so she's like with her home friends. She's known this kid forever. They go to Vegas. They get married at 3.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like, not like this makes so much sense. Yeah, wasn't she saying, like, they did a movie marathon? They were super drunk, like... Yeah, okay, so that's what she's saying. But then Jason Alexander was like, we were doing, like, cocaine in the morning. Mm. We were, yeah, like... He was, like, saying that we were, like, doing all these drugs. Like, we were, like, weren't really, like, sleeping. We were, like, uppers and downers. Yeah. And so, I don't know. It's, like, but then that's also Jason Alexander. But I guess the thing is, I did have, like, some moments when I was when I was reading this book when I thought that maybe Brittany is omitting some details to make herself look more innocent. Yeah, and that, and you know what? I did think that, too. A hundred percent. 
But then it made me realize like what, like what, like this isn't my business. <laughs> and like, I'm oh, just yeah. like perpetuating. Yeah. Like what she's like, what's ailing her. I know. Well, that's the thing is that like later when she, when she's describing how she was like committed to those institutions, like against her will by her father or by other people. And she's like in like a mental institution or a rehab place. And she's like, I didn't want to be there. I was kept prisoner there. But they were like demanding all these things and saying all this stuff. And I was like, these are medical professionals. So like, there must be something going on with you. And like reading the book, like I was even thinking to myself, like, girl, you need to tell us what the diagnosis is so that I can understand if their reaction is warranted. And then I also had to catch myself and be like, girl, the girl does not need to tell me what the diagnosis is. She does not owe me her medical diagnosis. No, she owes us nothing. <laughs> that is a HIPAA violation. Yeah. <laughs> it's not I know. what she owes me. <sighs> and but I think the thing is that like because she is so vulnerable and frank and open. We all seem to think that like we get a piece of her. We get to know her better. I know. Exactly. We get a piece of her. And it's our prerogative. It's our prerogative. <laughs> I mean, it's just like we she doesn't actually owe us that. She doesn't actually need to explain. Yeah. And just because she's let us in and let us know more about her life doesn't mean that she has to justify herself. Yeah. And 100%. I think that that's I mean, I think that that's what she's saying in this book. And she makes a really strong argument for where she was, her perspective, her lived experience. And you're like, yeah, you know what? If I had been where she had been feeling the way that she was feeling, because she's definitely like a feelings guided person. hundred percent. Then I might've very well done the exact same thing that she did. Yeah. And so once you're in there, you're like, well, that's the thing. That's like how I felt. I was like, oh my God, like Brittany, I get it. Cause yeah. like, I can like, I get it. Yeah. Cause like, and I, it was to the point where you were saying like, oh, Brittany's gullible. Yeah. I was getting upset because I was like, the thing is, is like, I've been called gullible and I was like, I can see myself like in this situation. Like, I completely understand how this happened. Yeah. And yeah. that's like really scares me. I mean, I I do still think she's gullible, but I don't <sighs> think that I, the thing is like, I, I think now that she I just has misplaced trust. I think, well, I think that she's like very, very empathetic and very sensitive to like yeah. the pe the feelings of the people in the room. And she believes the best in people. Yeah, she does. Because yeah. she forgave Prez Hilton. Yeah. After saying she was like an unfit mother, like he was horrible and she for forgave well, him. Honestly, I mean, she's forgiven Justin Timberlake, basically. Yeah. I mean, at the, she she does really spill the tea, but in the end, she's like, he was causing me so much harm, but I don't think he realized how much harm he was causing even her me. family. And she's even committed. I mean, the thing is now she gets all this flack, though, because now now where she is, I don't think she has any contact with anyone in her family anymore. And she's said online, like in videos and stuff, she's been like, I I don't even feel bad about never seeing them again. Like, I, I don't really yeah. want to have contact and I don't feel bad about that. And you know what? She, like that, she those did. are her abusers and she shouldn't have to feel bad about that. But then people have been giving, they're like, TMZ is reporting. They're like, does Britney need an intervention? She oh doesn't God. even talk to her family Let's anymore. Let's not even like give that breath. <laughs> but like, I feel like, see, my interpretation of the book is like, yeah, she does like lay it out there and like her family does not come off in the best light mm -hmm. and like, nor should they. Mm -mm. But I feel like the door is like open. Like if they tried. Yeah. I don't think. Well. I mean, it's but sounds, I don't know yeah. if that's I don't know. It definitely it's sounds like business. she. It definitely sounds like she's at odds with her sons right now. But I also don't think that I think that like she and her sons will definitely like mend it. I hope so. I mean, she really, really loves those boys. That's yeah. clear. So here she is. It's twenty twenty three. Britney's got her book. It's a bestseller. Go girl. And she actually, I mean. According to her book, she's really focusing on her bal balancing and wellness, focusing on herself. She doesn't know if she's going to do another album. She doesn't know if she's going to do another tour. But, I mean, you know what? I did just watch an interview with Paul Anka, which is <gasps> hilarious. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Paul Anka is interviewing Britney Spears? For TM no, TMZ interviewed Paul Anka oh. about Britney Spears. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why are we She's still one of the top five artists that could sell out a global worldwide oh, tour. hundred percent. I would hundred percent go. <laughs> but also this just reminded me of something we talked about earlier, because okay. when you said Palenka, hundred percent, the first image that popped into my mind was the dog from Gilmore Girls. Uh, yeah. Right. And it, and it like you, Grace mentioned this earlier that there are like words that we just like, yeah, are so iconic that you can't not associate yeah. with Britney Spears. It's true. Like so prerogative for my prerogative. 
absolutely. Britney Spears owns that. She could trademark it. Mm -hmm. You can't say that in a conversation now without thinking of Britney. Toxic. Toxic. You're so right. We do say toxic a lot. Lucky. Lucky. Yeah. And overprotected. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. She owns overprotected. Even like crazy in a certain context. Drive my, Me Crazy. Because my mom's, like, favorite song was Drive Me Crazy. Oh. And so the crazy, like, if I hear crazy in the right context, yeah. I go to that. But we also, need to cut out that singing, by the way. That was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was good. No. The thing is, also, if someone says, I'm at a crossroads, oh, you got to think of Britney. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe we haven't talked about Crossroads because I, it's legit one of my favorite movies. I've learned so much about it. I really yeah. thought high school was going to be a lot different. Yeah. There, <laughs> no, she, I loved Crossroads. You know what? She she's really, really good at taking a word and then just making it hers. Yeah. And so there are some things. OK, not going to lie. When I was younger, I thought she was the OG singer of I Love Rock and Roll. You know what? I kind of thought that, too. <laughs> OK, good. <laughs> Honestly, she <laughs> also, she it. sang that song. I can't get no satisfaction. The, the Rolling Stones song. Yeah. And I knew that it was a cover, but I still like her her version better. Oh, 100%. But did you know that, like, <laughs> like at that same time, she ran into Mick Jagger in an elevator and oh didn't recognize him? <laughs> <laughs> he deserves that. Honestly, I think I love that. I love I'm that. Like, I yes, love that detail. <laughs> anyway, what's Britt doing now? I don't know. She's living her life. Oh, I thought you were a scoop. On, oh, no, I don't have a scoop. She's still on Instagram. She's still po- posting kooky things on Instagram. Yeah. And listen, I love it. I don't hate it either. It brightens my day. You, like, a lot of people have pointed out that, like, the thing is that, like, she didn't get to be on social media the way that everyone else did or, like, post or say the things that she wanted to do. 13 years ago and so now she's all she's still doing all the shit that we were doing in 2010 but she the only difference is she has an audience of 40 million people i know but she genuinely loves it (laughs) yeah she does love it i mean so if she stops posting kooky things then i mean that's when people know something's up we don't want to be we don't want britney to be like a health influencer over here no come on listen that's the other thing she gets criticized for is that like at one point i guess someone approached her with a deal to do one of the flat tummy teas and she didn't take the brand deal. I love and her. then all the everyone's like, why wouldn't she do that? That's such an opportunity for money. It's like, no, she's no. a real one. She's yeah. not going to take a flat tummy tea. Britney no. would never do that. No, Britney's You got to trust her. She is a real one. She really is. We love you. We love you. We love the book. We support anything you want to do. Yeah. We're here for it. We've been supporting you since we were. 93, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> since we were. Less than 10 years old. <laughs> and we all have vocal fries because of you. Thanks, girl. <laughs> I love it. Legend. Legend. Thank you for listening to Binge Lit. If you enjoyed this episode, we have many more like it. You can subscribe to our podcast anywhere podcasts are found and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow along on Instagram, TikTok, and Patreon. You can find the links in our show notes. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.